Hey everyone, how's it going? This is Azrin here, owner of the Calgary Language Nerds, and welcome to today's podcast episode. Today, I am making a short episode that actually is something I talked about in the previous episode. I want to take a little piece of the previous episode, and I want to make a separate episode about it. And this is about the intermediate plateau. It's very common for language learners to feel like they're stuck when they get to an intermediate level. Why is that? Well, let's talk about it. The reason that this happens is relatively straightforward. It's because the biggest gap you have from an intermediate level to an advanced level is vocabulary. I'll say that again. The biggest gap, the problem, the obstacle between intermediate and advanced is vocabulary. Now, a lot of language learners make the mistake of thinking that the problem is grammar. They think that if they perfect their grammar or improve their grammar, that will be the unlock to speaking more fluently. And they feel that way, understandably, because when they're talking, they feel like, oh, I can't quite get the right conjugations. I can't quite get them, which is why I'm fumbling over my words. And to some extent, you're right. But let me tell you something, newsflash, if you were to perfect or, or dramatically improve your grammar, you still would feel like you're stuck at an intermediate level. And here's why. Roughly speaking, if you're at an intermediate level and you're trying to get to an advanced level, roughly speaking, you need to 6x the number of words you know. You need to learn six times more the number of words you currently know. So whatever, all the words you know now, all of them, you need to learn six times more, rough, roughly speaking. So even with the perfect grammar, you're still at the intermediate level because you don't know nearly as many words as you need to know to reach the advanced level. <laughs> Okay, so grammar, if you're if you're at the intermediate level and you think grammar is the roadblock, I'm telling you, it's not your primary roadblock. Your primary roadblock is vocabulary. Now, I can already hear some of you thinking, well, Azrin, I'm trying to talk and I'm not able to get the right words out because of the grammar block. What do I do about that? Well, I'm going to give you a very simple solution. Okay, you need to, first of all, you need to know enough grammar to put sentences together and communicate your ideas. That's important right? And at the good news, the good news is at the intermediate level, you actually already have that level of grammar. In order to get unstuck, if you're freezing up and you're like, how do I unfreeze? What do I do? You need a mental trick of what to do when you don't know what to do grammatically. I'll give you one very simple example for Spanish. I've taken this from Benny Lewis, actually. So if you were trying to learn Spanish and you're trying to get conversational as quick as possible, don't learn your conjugations. Always conjugate, oh, sorry, always use the infinitive forms of the verb. Always use the, essentially, if you don't speak Spanish, what that means is you pick one form of the verb and that's the form you use, no matter if it's past, present, future, doesn't matter. It's not right, but you can still be understood, especially if you combine it with a time word. If you said yesterday or tomorrow, next week, whatever, you'll still be understood. So it's wrong but it's better than freezing up. So if you freeze up, you need a couple of mental tricks to still get words out of your mouth that make yourself understood. Now, unfortunately, a lot of you are learning, you're not all learning the same language, but I can give you a couple of general pieces of advice. So one, and I, this may or may not work in your language. So unfortunately, I wish I can give you something specific, but, but hopefully there's something you can pull from this. Um, in French, for example, one piece of advice I might give you to get unstuck 
is in the past tense, always use passé composé. Always use passé composé. It's not always right, but if you're stuck, just default to passé composé. Um, in Spanish, as Benny Lewis says, always use the infinitives of your verbs. That's one trick you can possibly use. Here's another one in French or Spanish, really. For the future, always use voy a or je vais. Like always use that tense in the future. Don't worry about the other future. So think about the language. And unfortunately, you know, I don't know what language you're learning, so I can't give you the shortcut, but you need to give yourself strategies and you might need to sit down for 15 minutes or ask like chat GPT, hey, what, when am I getting stuck? What tenses am I getting stuck in? Or what grammar points are causing me to get stuck? And what's my in what's my imperfect solution to follow in those situations? <coughs> you can still work on your grammar over time and over gradually over time and prove it. Of course you can. But you need the imperfect solution because the imperfect solution is way better than getting stuck and freezing. Okay, so once you have your imperfect solution and you're not getting stuck as often, now the primary focus of your studies has to be on increasing your vocabulary. It must be to increase your vocabulary. That is going to get you to the advanced level. It's not the grammar. Although you can still spend some time on the grammar because to be advanced, you do still need to improve your grammar and have very, very good grammar. Of course you do. But again, it's not the biggest roadblock. So how do you increase your vocabulary? Well, the first thing is this. You need to understand how, why does your brain remember new things in a language? What are the factors that help you remember new things? Well, there's two. You will remember a new word, phrase, grammar point, whatever. You'll, you'll remember it if, number one, the emotion triggered when you learned it was powerful. Powerful shame, powerful joy, powerful fear, powerful excitement, powerful curiosity. Any emotion, doesn't really matter actually, I don't think. Um, anger, anything, fear, whatever it is, a powerful emotion needs to be triggered. If you ever, here's a great example, you can probably all relate to this. If you ever embarrassed yourself in whatever language you're learning, you embarrassed yourself when, and like you embarrassed yourself in your target language, whatever you, whatever mistake you made that caused you to be embarrassed, you've probably never made again. Whatever mistake you made, you need, you needed to make it once and you never need to make it again. Whereas the word you learned randomly because you had some flashcard or something like that, or you found it in a textbook, that word you probably forget every single time and you keep forgetting it over and over and over and over and over and over. Why? Well, there just wasn't, there wasn't a powerful emotion triggered with that word. Simple enough. The second factor to remembering a word, phrase, grammar point, really anything in a language, the second factor is how many times was a deep powerful emotion triggered around that word. So if you had two, I'm using embarrassment because people can probably relate to making an embarrassing mistake. You can probably relate to it. Um, if you made two embarrassing mistakes with the same word or the same phrase, oh my God, it is locked in your brain forever. Or even here's, here's another one. If you learn something hilarious in a language going a positive direction, you know, like swear words or like dirty language, people always think that's funny. And so they, they always remember those words. They're sticky. They're very sticky words. So you have to make the word sticky by, by, by surrounding it with goo and the goo that makes the word sticky or the phrase sticky is 
a powerful emotional trigger. Now, how do you how do you trigger a powerful emotional trigger? How do you trigger a powerful emotion? Well, the best way is through any kind of immersive studies, traveling abroad, immersing yourself locally. That honestly is the best way, right? But I understand that's tricky for some people, so I'll give a couple of alternatives. Alternative number one, especially if you already have the intermediate level, use engaging material. Read interesting things. Um, watch interesting videos, listen to interesting things, learn the language in a way that is interesting. That will make everything more sticky. Thing number two, volume is important. Volume is important. What does that mean? Well, this is the great business thing I've been learning myself recently, but it applies very well to language as well. The solution, and I, I need to tell myself this recently too, the solution to most problems you're having is not is likely not strat that's not true the solution to most problems you're having likely the first thing you have to look at is volume how much time and effort are you putting in to trying to solve it that's probably where the problem lies volume in terms of time and effort how much time and effort are you putting that's probably where the problem lies now if you're putting lots of time and effort and you're still not making progress, now you can start to look at the methods. But ultimately, if you're using interesting material and you're like, yeah, I'm using interesting material, I'm still struggling with vocabulary, volume, how much time and how much, how much time and effort are you using that interesting material, right? Now, if you're like, Asma, I don't have really more time or effort, nor do I want to put in more time. I got a busy life, other priorities. No problem. That's okay. But then it just means you might have to wait more months, days, weeks, or years, possibly, right? You might have to wait a little bit longer. You might have to because you're only putting in two hours a week or three hours, whatever it is. And that's okay. I'm not saying it in a bad way, right? It can be a longer process. That's perfectly fine. It doesn't have to be super fast and efficient. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Like I've been learning Mandarin for nine years. That's a long time. And I plan to learn for many more years, to be honest with you. Um, so, but volume is something to look at and make sure that you're using, you're learning the language in an interesting way. Another thing you can do is flashcards. Now flashcards, there's a couple tips for flashcards. Number one, on the front of the flashcard, put an image and not a word. So let's say you have the word cocina in Spanish, right? And you put, instead of putting the word kitchen in English on the front of the card, put an interesting picture of a kitchen. The more interesting the picture, the better. Because remember, you want the picture to trigger an emotional reaction in you. You want a powerful emotional reaction triggered by that card. So that when you flip the card over and you see the Spanish word, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the word for cocina or whatever word you had. You also may want to consider uh, putting multiple images for one card. So multiple cards with the same word, but a different interesting image to create different emotion, to create various strong um, emotional reactions. Because remember, how do you remember words? Why do you remember words? You remember them because you had multiple powerful emotional reactions associated with the word or phrase. If you want to kind of get a double practice at once, take your word when you make your flashcard, take whatever new word, throw it inside of a sentence that incorporates a grammar point you're struggling with or that you want to practice. You're struggling with the past tense, great. Take the word, throw it in a past tense sentence that you invent. Make the card like that. So these are a couple pieces of advice, pieces of advice, pieces of a 
pieces of advice is? No, pieces of advice. There we go, getting mixed up in English. These are a few pieces of advice. So to recap, number one, grammar is not your main obstacle to getting to an advanced level. If you have an intermediate level, vocabulary is the primary obstacle. Number two, for grammar, you need some, some imperfect solutions to what to do if you get stuck or stuck slash frozen. You need some imperfect solutions. So write down, when are you getting stuck? What's causing you to get stuck? What are some imperfect solutions to use in those situations? Because an imperfect sentence is better than being stuck. Okay. Uh, thing number three, you probably need to likely, if you have an intermediate level, you've got a six X, the number of words, you know, thing number four, you remember words that are, that trigger a powerful emotion and that have, sorry, you remember words that have triggered a powerful emotion in you multiple times. So make sure you learn a language in an interesting way. And if you're going to use flashcards, which is an option, right? Put pictures on the front of the cards that are highly emotionally evocative. Um, and you might even want to put multiple pictures for the same, multiple pictures for the same word. So multiple times you're being triggered emotionally with the same word for the same word. Okay. If you have the option, Learn a language in a very immersive way. Travel abroad, make friends in your city, sign up for a Spanish cooking class. Like learn the language in a highly emotional, sorry, highly immersive way. And that will also create these very powerful emotional triggers for each new word, phrase, grammar point, etc. that you learn. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I really appreciate your attention. Have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll chat later. Bye-bye.